<laughs> Welcome everybody to the next installment of the Upscale Business Podcast. I am Mitch V and we have Arena R. Hello. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? Let's cut to the chase. Yes, I we can't wait. We have a special guest on the line. We have special guests. I was just about to say. I know, I know. Who's nice. here? Drum roll. Uh, big old T-Dog, uh, Thomas Marshall, and Rebecca, is it Scotting, Scouting, Scoting? <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Intro ever. That was what? <laughs> Smoothest intro ever. Look, we're all about, we actually practice for hours, our intros here, um, <laughs> just to make sure that we get everything right. Um, I've actually done a couple of courses on it recently, uh, so I am getting better. I think uh, self-improvement is, you know massively underrated <laughs> anyway guys, uh, how are we all what are we doing good good just listening to our sign being put on our office can you hear that i can hear that i can hear that i feel like we're gonna we're gonna jump ahead a couple of steps here but um guys you are in a brand new office talk to me about it how does it feel feels pretty good feels pretty it pretty nice looks, it, it looks, looks pretty good it looks really big. This angle, it just looks like I'm it's sitting in concrete. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really do it justice, but it is nice, I promise. Look, I, um, you gave me a tour of the new office the other day uh, by a camera. I don't know why that sounded so like, I said that like I was like 65 and I couldn't work out what technology I was going to be talking about. <laughs> um, but you guys, you guys used a camera uh, and did a walkthrough the other day of the new space. It looks awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All thanks to Rebecca. Well done. Well, well done. done. Yeah, it looks well great. Anyway, let's um let's let's jump back a bit. Um guys, I've known you for a while now. Um I would love to hear about, you know, the journey that you've been on. Um what it is that you do. Tell me a little bit of a backstory about both of you and, and let's get started. Oh, where do you want to start? The very, very beginning. Yeah, look, let's start from when you first opened your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what I had for dinner yesterday. So, um, I guess, well, yeah, well, starting background on us, obviously, me and Rebecca are engaged partners, been together for about six years. Yeah, no, thank you. And um, about four years ago, I started Marshall Electrics when I was 20 years old. And in level four lockdown in New Zealand. Yeah, and right at the beginning of COVID, great move. And mm -hmm. uh, working in property management then. And yeah, we sort of just started, we're obviously living together. I started working for myself. Bex was doing her thing. And then eventually I manipulated you to come and help me and <laughs> sort of jump forward four years. Here we are. Obviously a lot happened in between there but that's basically sort of our background and we've just been working on this ever since really yep um there you go i really want to know from rebecca how did you feel watching your partner open their own electrical <laughs> business like in the middle of COVID, and you're just like having a stable job and they start their own business yeah, it was um, definitely a wee bit stressful. <laughs> but, yeah, I got a promotion pretty much as soon as we started the business, so it kind of balanced itself out a little bit. I had the used to be like is that I would start earning good money, like, immediately. So I went from earning 
you know, like 1200 bucks a week. We were both living pretty comfortably to my first paid packet as Marshall Electric's probably like $300. And I was like, oh, Bex, have you got rent this week? Because I definitely don't. I can't afford to eat. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Yep. Beck, what, what's your background? You said you got a promotion. What were you doing at the time? So that was property management. So I um I was just working my way up the ranks. The corporate ladder. Corporate ladder. You're pretty good at it. I was pretty good at it. You are, you are. Right. So look, let's 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 jump right to the start. Let's go with what was man, you, you started this business. Do you remember what you were feeling at the time? Like was it excitement? Was it fear? What was the reason? Why did you do it? It's something I've always wanted to do. Ever since I started like my electrical apprenticeship, I knew one day I would work for myself, just kind of didn't know when. And, um, yeah, like just thinking back to I don't exactly know why I chose to do it then, but everything kind of just sort of fell into place. I was originally going to do it with a friend of mine, but um, COVID happened. There was a lot of uncertainty. Um, no one really knew what they were going to do. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just give it a crack anyway. Um, so, yeah, sort of just just started it. So I started it just before we went into a full country lockdown and weren't allowed to leave our house for four weeks. So that was pretty interesting. So <laughs> I just sort of didn't know what to do. Um, and then, yeah, coming out of that was a pretty, obviously I had no idea what I was doing, went from just turning up to work every day to kind of like, Okay, let's ask my friends. To, do you know anyone that like wants me to you know, put in a PowerPoint, change a light, or whatever? I just had no idea That's what I was doing. Got you into the property management world, so you have to sign a contract at one of the Barfoot branches to work at all of them. So, um, because I, I was working there at the time, I got Tom to sign the contract, and then he kind of just started dabbling. Yeah, Beck saved my life, really. She just like gave me my first like bit of work. She was like, "No, there you go." Kind of just felt sorry for me. Like, here you go, I'll here you go, sweetie. To... Did she yeah, go, yeah. sweetie? She gave uh, it to you as well. What's that? <laughs> Did she say, "Here you go, sweetie"? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, so, I, like, yeah. I, I, I think like, you know it's a big part of like relationships. Yeah. You you know you, you help each other out. Um, look, let's let's go through that. What was the first year like? You know, obviously locked down for a big period of it. But what was the first year like? It was, it wasn't, too bad. It wasn't. yeah, it was really, it was really hard because like, it's really hard to say what it was like because there were moments where it was just absolute chaos and things were really good. I was getting heaps of work and I was really busy. And then there were other moments just going, oh my God, like, am I going to be able to eat tomorrow? Like it was pretty, pretty stressful, pretty stressful, especially like I was only 20 years old. So it's like, I just didn't, just didn't know anything at all. I still kind of don't, but it was just, sort of figuring out like, okay, well, how do I, you know, one, get work? How do, like, what do I have to do? What's got it? How do I like invoice things? How do I like, everyone's like, oh, you need to have zero and you need to have this. I was like, what's, what's zero? The, like the number, what are you talking about? So it was like pretty hardcore trying to like learn everything. So that's when I sort of started business coaching was maybe a couple of months into starting it. And that's when I sort of started to get the tools to, sort of work out what I was doing. Yeah, look, you had, uh, I wouldn't say it's an interesting journey. I think it's a very, very common journey where like things kind of like ticked up nicely uh, for a, a period of time. And then you kind of like hit a plateau, you started to drop a little bit and then you kind of like have kicked up again and it's been smooth sailing since. Um, I know you quite well, I think. Um, and 
I would say that's a, a good reflection on also a part of your personality. Like you, you mentioned it before how things like sometimes it was incredible and sometimes it was like, I don't know how I'm going to eat this week. You know, you and I have jokes sometimes around it's, it's like, which Tom are we going to get on today's session? Is it Tom that's like doom and gloom or is it Tom that is, man, I'm so pumped for life. I'm so excited about this all. And I think while you might feel like that's like a special case, every, everyone has that. Like, and it just is varying degrees, especially with the people that we work with. Um, what are some of the things that you have actually utilized to combat that feeling of doom and gloom and this is really great? I think the biggest thing was not necessarily like partly setting goals, like having something to work towards, but then also knowing what to do when things are rough. That was the hardest thing for me because things would be great. And I'm like, oh, sweet, just expect them to stay that way. But then when things were hard, I just didn't know how to fix them. So I'd feel quite defeated. And that's why I'd have my as you said, three monthly mental breakdowns and going, what should I do? But then from learning from you guys, like what to do when we're quiet or what to do when um, I'm having issues with staff or what happens if this bill comes in or cash flow issues or this, that, whatever. It was being able to, uh, the biggest change for us is when I understood what to do when those things happened. That was probably the biggest turning point. And motivation is a big one so when you when you start getting it's all a little bit hard I found um, a lot of your calls would just kind of help fit start the motivation back up my full-time hype man yeah yeah look I, I do try and pride myself on my hype abilities <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel like um because I jump on the meetings with you as well and I did get the doom and gloom quite a bit I have to admit but you always you're one of those people who are like, I'm just not going to give up. I'm going to make this work. And I think having that mentality around it and say, look, I'm just going to do what it takes to get to the next step and get through this and learn what I have to do to not do that again. That's what sets you apart because you could have thrown in the towel. And I know for a fact that you wanted to do that, like at several stages where you're like, I don't, I don't know if I want to keep going, but you're like, I'm just going to do what I have to do to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I think that mindset is great. Yeah, I think what it what it kind of was was just like if I keep things the way that they are now, like in that time, it was I can keep things the way they are now and they're going to be hard or I can try and make it work and it's still going to be hard. So which one would you rather do? So I just decided to, yeah, okay, well, let's just listen to absolutely everything Mitch and Arena tell me to do and do it and now look at us. So it all works. Yeah, look, it, it all works. But I, I look, I want to give like mass credit where it's due. Arena just pointed out something. And, you know, like people have choices. And so many people do throw in the towel when things get hard. And I'm a big believer that we measure people based off when it's hard as opposed to when it's easy. And for you guys, you have made, um, you know, choices and decisions that have ultimately led you to where you are. But along that whole way, you haven't given up on what you're trying to achieve. You may have changed it in certain ways and um you know gone off on other paths of who we're going to target as clients and what type of work we're going to do and how we're going to uh, work together like three months ago we weren't talking about getting a warehouse you know and then something came up and that what a great opportunity and and now look at you guys um i do want to rewind to around about a, a year ago um you guys had been in 
previous coaching um, with myself. Um, and it was more of a, a group environment and so on. Um, can you talk about what you've felt is a difference when you're actually in a one-on-one -on -one space with coaches as opposed to a group environment? And I just want to kind of like preface that. I love the group environment. I think it's really good for building um, connections and relationships and, and all of those kind of things. I know that you have a really, really good bond with a lot of our clients and a lot of clients from um, other coaching companies and so forth that were built in that community space. So community, like coaching in a group has a massive like part. You don't know what you don't know and hearing from them is, is so valuable. But what has been the difference for you now that you do have that one-on-one, -on -one, I guess, accountability? And, and as you said, someone that can kind of like call you bullshit and push you through things. Hmm. I think like, yeah, like you say, like group coaching is great, but it's not for everyone. Like sometimes in a group setting, you don't feel like you can really say your piece sometimes, or you don't want to be completely honest as if you were sitting one-on-one -on -one face to face with someone. So like, I love the group coaching thing, but I found like sometimes it would bring me down seeing that everyone else seemed to be doing really, really well. And then maybe things weren't going right at the time for me. And I was like, what am I, what am I doing wrong? You know? So I think doing the one-on-one -on -one stuff for me always worked a lot better because it was just straight to, okay, this is what you're doing now. Um, this is what we need to do to get to here. So it was kind of just, it almost feels like turning up to a classroom and being told what to do. Here's your homework, go and do it. And that's it. Like it becomes really easy in that one one space. That's how I've found it. And I think Bex can agree. I definitely agree. And I feel like oh, in the one-on-ones, you can be completely honest and transparent about where your business is, where sometimes you don't always want to be in a group setting. Yep. Yeah. Like, and you know, one -on I'm an emotional mess sometimes, and then sometimes I'm more chipper. So now it's really good. Like group Group coaching, I'd never knock it. Like, it's great. I still love jumping into a call, seeing what all these other guys are up to, having a laugh and doing all that. But when it comes down to making big decisions and knowing, like, trying to plan out exactly what you're going to do, one-on-one's way better for that, in my opinion. Yep. Yep, yep. awesome. And I, like, I, I think, I mean, that's important for, for us to hear, um, you know, and I think it's also important for, for listeners out there. I think a lot of the time we compare ourselves to others. And this can be at, you know, a detriment to us. I think that comparisons are a dangerous game. And I think it can be like, you know, and in your instance, as you said, sometimes it would pump you up, but sometimes it would bring you down. I think identifying that uh, initially is a huge strength that you guys have got. Um, I'd like to switch gear just for a second, but yeah, go for yeah. It. I'd like to switch gear for a second. Um, I want to hear what it's like working, living, sleeping, eating, breathing uh, <laughs> with your partner each and every day. And I want to hear from uh, Rebecca first. Oh, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, be nice, be nice. No, it's it's good. Obviously, you guys know we've had our um, ups and downs in the last previous years. But once we could be completely open, transparent and communicate it was kind of free flowing from there I would say but it definitely there's a lot of bumps in the road and you've just got to be patient with one another <laughs> yeah it, it's pretty um it's interesting I love it like I, I you know wouldn't rather do it with anyone else you know like it, it's great having 
having to work together, being able to share these successes in our business, being able to share things like personally, you know, like our personal goals and all of that. Like, it's just great that we do get to share all these really important moments in our life and milestones together, which is pretty rare. You don't get to do that with your partner. So I'm really lucky to be able to do that with mine. But um, yeah, like Rebecca says, it is a bit of a roller coaster. Um, she seems really nice on camera, but she's pretty mean to me. I was just about to ask, how do you shut off? Like, do you ever like have a conscious, okay, let's stop talking about business. Let's just be a couple for a minute or now we're business partners. Now we're doing that. Or is that not an issue? It's, we've actually never found it to be an issue. Like everybody always asks us, how do you, you know, close the door? How do you shut it off? It's just kind of come naturally, I would say, to us. Like we can just switch gears really quickly and it doesn't seem like they don't intertwine, intertwine too much. Yeah, I feel like we both get, um, we both know when the day's over, like very much at the same time. Like we've been working together for a long time now. We both know when it's like, yeah, none of us wants to know what's like talking about. About what's going on tomorrow no it's like I don't want to know what email needs to be responded to or this and that like it's really good like Rebecca was saying before like having this office space now like we don't even take our computers home or anything so that's been really cool like we'll just like okay it's four o'clock it was like hop in the car go home and then now it's a bit like oh now what <laughs> we're just kind of, yeah yeah we've like had a few laughs about that but it's weird it feels like a normal job now so it's like we're coming home it's not our like before it was just chaos. Like there would, you know, be like three tradies in my lounge room, someone's using the bathroom, Bex having a shower, I'm in my undies, cats jumping over everything. Like it was just chaos. But now it's it's yeah, it feels really cool. Like being able to it really does feel like we just work at the same place together now, rather than being our whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that a tip that you would give to other couples that run their own business together to have a separate space? Um, or do you have any other tips? You go. You go first. I would say yes. I definitely think there needs to be ground rules put in place to begin with. I think one of my personal pet peeves is I'm not a morning person. So when I get called at 5.30 in the morning that wakes me up, I feel like murdering somebody. <laughs> so like setting up the ground rules of being like, Okay, my day starts at eight, so it it starts at eight, kind of thing. Or you know, if you need to call BBC, just yeah, kind of just have to realize it's not all about solely about the business, and that you are a person outside of it. Yeah, like I would I would say yeah, I agree with Rebecca. Like there'll be times where you know we're really under the pump, and I might say to the guys, "Oh yeah, come grab this from the house at like six o'clock." Poor Bex is like still sleeping. We're like crash banging in the garage doing all this sort of bits and bobs. But I think once we sort of established that we work from this hour to this hour and then once that's it, that's it. So like we worked out of our house for, well, yeah, like four, four years basically. We only just moved in here. So, yeah, about four years of just turning a spare room of our house into an office. And, yeah, when it hit four o'clock, Bex was out. And I would stay there, do my bits and bobs I had to do. And then when it was done, it was done. But definitely now having a separate space, it makes a complete difference. Like having an actual separate location that's not your house 
is a massive benefit. And you feel like I feel like personally, I get a lot more done now as well. Like, because you're treating it like a job, you're going somewhere, you're turning up, you know, and then, yeah, when you're done, you go home. Yep. I think you guys also got in there at the perfect time for where your business is at. I think a lot of people get in or they rush, they push too early and some get in too late. Um, I think you guys have got in at the perfect time. Like if we look at your monthly revenue, if we look at the profit margins, if we look at all the, like the, the telltale metrics, you know, this is the perfect time for you. I think it may be a tiny, it could have even been a tiny bit over. Um, but you know, you guys have had massive growth in the last six months or well, let's call it like four to six months. It's definitely taken a bit of a, like a definitely an, another upwards kick. So you know, I think that's a big testament to you that you you picked the perfect time and you jumped in. You know, I still remember yeah. you sending me the message and you're like, what do you think of this? It's like, yeah, go for it. Looks good. <laughs> the thing about me is I'm pretty impulsive. So I'll just go, like, we were just talking about it with, like, just amongst us, like me, a couple of boys, Rebecca, like, oh, cool, we had, like, a yard and we're talking about, like, we could put our own bar in it and stuff. And we're talking about, like, just things like that. I just hopped on to, uh, yeah, just hopped onto realestate.com, found literally this one, <laughs> emailed them straight away and said, can I come have a look at it? And then the next day we're signing the papers and then poor Bex is just like, oh, are you, you sure? I don't even know what it looks like yet. And um, yeah, it, it, moved, yeah it moved pretty quickly, but I'm glad I'm glad we did it. We, we yeah. do that with everything. Like whenever it's like, oh, should I buy another vehicle? I always like, do now, think later. And it seems to keep working for me, so hopefully it keeps keeps you, working. You, you, you are learning, though. It's um, it's not as instant as it used to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Think about a few things first, but yeah. Yeah, there's a pause now. It's like it's ready, fire, aim, but there's a pause between the fire. Yeah, smart pause. Smart pause yeah. now. Never used to be. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Right. Uh, I've got a little game I'd like to play. Um, I would love <laughs> look. Beck, I would say that you are an admin. Uh, you just dominate that space. You know, like in our platform, there's a lot of people that sit in the admin space. Um, we obviously do a lot of coaching with um, admin assistants and so forth as well. But you do really well in that space. What are five tips you'd give to like really just have that organized well and running the way that you do? I am a little bit crazy though. So what I find works really well for me is lists and color coordination. Mm -hmm. Everything is color coordinated. Our Simpro tasks to our Asana tasks, they have the exact same colors. And then I've also got like a notebook which where I have highlighters and color pens. So <laughs> it's like I go the extra mile, like all of that sort of stuff. But it's just laid out clear as day and you can't go wrong. Yep. You just have to simplify it in a way that when you're executing everything, it's, it's perfect. Yep, I like it. Well, I like it. And Abex is really good. I'll, I'll just chime in with that one because she's being a bit humble here. She's very, very organized. So like you say, with everything being color coordinated, Bex just has a formulated system for absolutely everything. Like if there's something that needs organizing, Bex has already got like a five-step plan of how that's going to get done. And yep, a lot of that like stuff the scenes, Bex will make her own processes for everything. I think probably the the biggest, you know, biggest success in us being so organized is the fact that Bex has sat down and looked at every single task we have to do and go, okay, well, what can we do next time to make this easier? What can we do to 
make sure I can do it or I can understand it or the buyers can understand it. So there's a lot of back-end stuff that Rebecca does that, uh, you know, doesn't go unnoticed. So Because I, I would say I'm a creative person, so that's what I enjoy. So, you know, colour coordinating and marketing to find a way that I enjoy doing the job is yep. what I think has been the success part of it. Yep. And in the administration space, look, we often hear a lot of people say, I feel the technicians don't respect me or they, because I'm not a technician, they don't think that I, you know, X, Y, and Z. How do you know. find that relationship with them? Um, I, you know, there's a part of me that feels like that too. Um, I definitely don't have the technical knowledge. A lot of the boys, you know, they do help me where they can, um, but they're, they're very patient. But, you know, every now and then it's, um, it can get a little bit tricky and you do fight heads. I find with new technicians, so as soon as we've hired somebody new, there's a teething process between myself and them. Uh, so Tom Bell, for example, we used to buy heads for, I would say, a good two months before it started. Danger. <laughs> <laughs> but because he's our new general manager, and now we work together seamlessly, and he's he gives me advice on things that I need to change. So I've changed a few of my templates to include things um, that wasn't there before. So I think it's just open communication with them and just trying to not take things personally. It's really hard not to take things personally, but... You know, it's completely two different jobs. So, yeah, after about a month, then everyone realizes that Rebecca is absolutely terrifying. So then they learn pretty quick, myself included. <laughs> it sounds like it's like two way communication in the end, though, that it comes down to, right? Like it doesn't only go one way, it goes both ways. And you come to a middle point where you can sort of go, okay, how can we make the template easier to use for the technician? So, you, you still get all the information out of it that you need to then invoice and get paid so they can get paid. <laughs> Just for an example. Yeah, no, that is a perfect example. So, you know, you, you'll have a few technicians that don't necessarily openly communicate um, what have been some struggles with it. So as soon as, you know, they voice those concerns, I'll try to change what I've got in place to help them with their job. And once it's, you know, as long as they can see that I'm not out to get them, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do my best to make their job easier, um, yep. then it started going perfectly. I think a really big one that um, I'm really impressed with, with Rebecca's efforts is um, we used to have a lot of, I think, and this is always going to be an ongoing, like it's never going to be perfect, but we're almost there at it being perfect, is being able to get notes from our guys um, completing a job for us to be able to invoice and not miss anything. So is there someone that needs to be contacted straight away to talk to them about this, talk to them about that? So every single time that the guys complete their notes and they come through, Bex looks at all of them and goes, okay, well, where's that, where's that, where's that? So Bex has made all these scripts in Simpro, or just one script in Simpro that just covers absolutely everything. It's um, made it easier for our guys to complete job notes and for all the information that we possibly need um just to make everything run a hell of a lot smoother and like since doing that you can see like the frustration levels of everyone is like really really low like everything's so easy to do and this is all from bex assessing things and going okay well what if we just do this do we have to have that much information can we just have this much can we do that can we do that there's been a long time in the making but we're at this point now where it's actually like 
that's probably like the golden ticket. Isn't yeah, it's it? just the communication between myself and the technicians. Yeah. Yep. I think that's something that you two are really good at. And I don't know if you know that, but hurdle clearing, like if your technicians have hurdles or your staff have hurdles or challenges, they don't last long. You guys kind of like take that on board and you come up with systems and processes to make it so that that doesn't consistently keep on happening. Yeah. And there's a lot of business owners out there that, you know, they, they sit there and they get annoyed. They're like, oh man, Jer Jerry's always got a problem with this and always got a problem with that. It's like, well, he shouldn't. That's that's your fault if it's consistently happening. And so take my hat off to you both that, you know, you hear the team in that space and you kind of like you fix it as quickly as you do. Yeah, no, thank you. It's, um, we, you know, never used to be that way all the time, but there were a few few things that would just let slip and it would constantly be a problem and I'd always be thinking about it in the back of my mind. But then until we started... Um, I don't know, getting really like personable with like all of our staff and just really explaining like, hey, if you do this, it means we've now got to do that or we can't do this or we can't do that. So we do like the biggest change was implementing, you know, all of these processes, trying to like fix all these hurdles. And then the, the probably the number one was just being able to communicate with all of our staff. Like we're all a really close team, like we're all outside of work which again brings another challenge because we can get very fed up with each other because we're working with each other every day and then we'll see each other on the weekend because we've all got the same mates and stuff like that so it does get a bit tricky but being able to sit down with all the guys and openly say hey this is the reason we have to do it this way and being able to show them like look if we do this it means I don't have to be on the computer till 11.30 p.m. Or it means Rebecca doesn't have to ask you to do this. It means things get ordered on time. Things are, um, I can organise things now so that your life's easier for the next week and blah, 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 blah. So just like discussing these things as a team has been like the biggest turning point for us. Yep. yep. I love that. I, like I would that. actually love to hear because we talked about that first year in your business. Um, it was just you in the beginning. You started doing yeah. that property management work um i just want to know a little bit more about like where's your team now because we know you've got a team how big is it so there's eight of us now and so including me and bex so we've got all tradies two apprentices and us two yep yep and to add more to that um let's let's say you know um is it was it eight months ago? I think it was around eight months ago, maybe maybe a little bit longer, ten to eight months ago. Um, as I said before, you were involved with another coaching company, and you were at the point where I think you may have stepped out. I'm not sure, but you, I remember having a conversation with you before you jumped over and, and came on board with us that you were looking at throwing in the towel, like you were just that fed up and that sick of. I don't know what it was, whether it was just business in general or the industry or or whatever it was, and you were kind of just. It sounded like you were done. Yeah, at the time, I'm not going to lie, I was really done. I was just, it was hard. It was just really hard. I couldn't seem to get things right. It wasn't that we, you know, I just think the, the foundations of what we were doing was, was incorrect. So, you know, we were getting work, we were doing a great job, everything seemed to be going well, but it was all the back-end stuff that was, wasn't I've never been really um good with 
um, like accounting softwares and tracking numbers and doing this and that. It's not my strong point. Now I'm getting better at it, but it was just yeah. like at that point, no idea what I was doing there. And when things were hard, I took it personally. So if there was an issue with my team or if there was like an issue with a client or maybe um, someone wasn't paying their bill or there was this and that, I just took it. I was just a really emotional dude. Still am, but it was just like I took everything really personal and um, that would start to just bring me down. And then eventually I kind of just got to the point where like I at the time put a lot of stress onto my tradie and apprentice that I had. They're still, still with us. Love those guys. Shout out to Colin and John. But um, at the time, I think we were all just really sort of fed up. We were working really, really hard and seemed like we were getting no reward for what we were doing. So we were just all defeated. And I could see it was affecting our friendships as well. And it was sort of at that point, I was just like, what am I, what am I doing? Yeah, everybody yeah. was mentally exhausted. There was no, no room left for anything. Let's go back then. And if you were to talk to yourself then and they're like, obviously you guys switched gear and you, you made some changes and you, you like, look, I mean, you've literally doubled in eight months in just team size, profits, revenue, everything's like humming along nicely for you now. Let's say that you were talking to someone that was feeling exactly that. What would you say? I would just say like, just one slow down like just stop and and think about like what you actually want out of it that was probably the biggest thing for me is i seemed to just be working for the sake of working like i didn't know where i wanted to be what i wanted to do so it's kind of thinking like well like what is your actual long term goal like a, you know you can say super stuff like oh, i want to you know i want to have 5 million dollars at ferrari and this and that. Like, yeah 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 like which is fine if you want those, that's great. But it's more like, what do you actually, do you want to be crawling around in a roof on your own doing 10 jobs a day and then doing four hours of paperwork every night? Do you want to be doing that for the next like, you know, 10 years or whatever? So like thinking like what, it, so the biggest one for me was sitting down and going, okay, like what do I want out of this? I want to have a nice house and have a nice car and I want to have a great team culture and I want to um, be really involved in like the, organization of our business that was what i wanted so then once i established that that's when all that motivation kicked in and i knew where i wanted to go so plan the steps of how to get there yeah yeah you just do it sort of step by step but for anyone that's feeling in that place now of like it's too hard and i do want to throw in the towel my biggest advice is just like just take a breather like go you know like look after yourself you're you're important so you know, take a take a step back, have a little think of like what you want to do, and like it gets better. It does get better. You know, it's not hard forever. Like you know, obviously from now to well, then to now, like I've got new challenges now that are hard and things that I didn't have then that I've got to do now. But it's being able to sort of you know sit back and just you know have a think and just look after yourself is probably my biggest advice. And Beck let's say that you were speaking to the partner of someone that's going through that. And obviously you were going through that as well. And you have to deal with your own internal stuff. What would you say to, um, you know, the partner of someone going through that? Patience is key. Um, it is extremely hard to sit there and watch your partner go through all those emotions. And you, you basically 
just have to drop everything and just be there for them. Whether they need branch, you know, anything that they need, you're just there and just to be patient. Don't don't supportive. Yeah. Just be supportive. Not necessarily tell them what you think they should do. Like you've, you know, you've got everybody, you know, I, I had a few things and I'm like, oh, you know, in the future, maybe we could do things this way and that way. And it's just knowing there's a time and place for that. And um when he needs it, it will be there. But for the time being, just to be a supportive partner. Yeah. And what about like for yourself? You know, because like I said, you're having to deal with that as well. Like you're going through those emotions as well. Like, were there any things that you did in like a self-care route? Like, was there anything that you did that you felt really helped you to kind of get through those challenging times? Yeah, I would say I was, we've both been kind of on our own little kind of mental health, self-care journeys. And it's just finding a way to deal with those emotions and not exploding because I'm an extremely explosive personality and I just needed to find something to calm me down, to bring me back down to reality. Is that kittens? Is that kittens? (laughs) Kittens. (laughs) (laughs) It's a crazy cat lady. That's your external vent. No, but I think like, I agree with you. I think our biggest, um, through that time is having something else you can look forward to you know what i mean so maybe that at the end of the day you're still you're still partners like it's not all about work all the time and being able to establish that and go you know the best advice i ever got given was from mitch saying okay well you've done this have you celebrated that so i went no just kind of accepted it and now moved on he's like no we'll go out yeah go out and do this go out and do that and like you know planning things like date nights and then having your own separate hobbies that you want to do like you know just yeah, taking time to actually stop and like be you again, I guess. Yeah. I think it's so important to fill your own cup so you can then actually look and support someone else. Let that be your partner, your business partner, your friends, your family. I just think it's so important you have your own cup full, you look after yourself, after your mental health, you have a hobby, you do something that is a release, you do something that's fun. Um, and then you have enough energy to look after everyone else as well. But if you forget about yourself completely, like you don't have anything to give, right? So it's so nice to see then two people doing that together and, you know, you look after each other, you look after um, yourself and then you come together and you build something and you can look after your team, you can look after your clients. It's just nice. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, yourself, yeah. You, the most important thing is yourself. To be honest, like I've noticed that within me, like I'm just completely useless to everyone if I'm not okay. And the moment I am, I'm on and can do whatever anyone needs me to do. But um, yeah, it's just being able to just take that time for yourself. Yeah, just chill out. So you yeah, um, do you have something that you're looking forward to now? Something planned that's coming up? Spain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me and me and Bex are going to Spain for seven weeks next year. So that'll be pretty um pretty interesting. So that's something that's like a longer thing that we're looking forward to. Short term, I guess. Well, we finish up work next week and this will be the first time that 
I've had, like, I know that we've got work booked in for everyone in January. I know when the guys are coming back. I know what's there so I can actually now go, sweet, it's two weeks of not thinking about electricity, which I can't wait for. (laughs) That's awesome. I like it. I love the fact that we've got a seven-week holiday plan. Like, if you think back to a year ago, did you think you'd be able to take seven weeks off or even book seven weeks off and the business would still run? I didn't think we could take a week off. Nah. Yeah, I was worried if I took an hour off, it would crumble. <laughs> but no, it's it's um it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling and it's it's nice. Like it's like the reward that we'll get from that. Like it's you know, it's nice to know that all of our hard work's paid off. If there's anyone that deserves it, old Rebecca over here, eh? Yeah, it's a massive testament to you guys just following the process and and like you said, sticking with it and knowing that, hey, this is what we're working towards. We're building a team so that eventually we can step away from the business for even if it's just seven weeks to start with. What a great test to, to see what the next year might hold after that because you'll know then the little problems that come up. You'll know what you've got to fix and tweak, the hurdles to change, the processes to bring in. And then ultimately, I mean, guys, this is a really exciting thing after that. There's no reason you guys aren't fully automated. Yeah, that's the that's the big plan one day. So keep working hard, keep doing what we're told. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're actually hang on a second. On that note, uh we talked about you guys getting married a couple of weeks ago. What's happening? Ooh, yeah, no, that's still um that's hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It um got a wee bit stressful there for a while um so we kind of just we haven't forgotten about it it's, it's, it's i'm glad it's still there um but yeah it's just figuring out what we want out of a wedding yeah which is so important yeah i think yeah, we just like want that's like let's talk marriage advice yeah, i don't know if i'm qualified to give it but anyway i, I will Definitely not. i think it's so important in in regards to everything like when you have kids, when you get married, everyone has their two cents about how you should do it. Or like it's, and at the end of the day, what you just said is so important. It's the same in business. Like the business is built, your marriage is built, your, your children, everything. It's about how it works for you. Hmm. you know? So I, I like that. I also like the fiery side I just saw in your eyes come out there. Stop telling yeah. us what to do. <laughs> we'll do it when we want. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, that's obviously something we'll look forward to next year. When that's going to happen or what it's going to be, no idea, but we'll figure it out. Exactly. Fast and loose. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you know will happen? Um, Thomas will find, he'll just get the idea in his head and he'll, he'll come home one day and be like, hey, Beck, uh, I just booked the chapel. Uh, I bought you a dress and um, it's happening on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, no. I don't after that <laughs> i don't think you would look guys uh any parting words of wisdom do you have any final questions anything i personally feel like we owe a lot of thanks to you guys you've been constantly supportive to us and it's we need we should show you the appreciation more because you guys really have been the backbone for us yeah, like I completely agree with Rebecca. Like, if it weren't for you two, uh, we wouldn't be in this position. Like, and I can truthfully say that because, um, yeah, you know, you guys have seen me through my ups and downs. You've set me, set me on the right track every single time. And um, yeah, no, what you guys are doing is fantastic, and I can see it's working for heaps of other people as well. So, congratulations to you two. Thank you. Thank you. I- 
it's it's such an honor and to be honest like you letting us in and support you I I love this job because it's so rewarding to see you work through challenges and you're kicking those milestones and the goals and that's why I love doing this and hearing that it's really nice so thank you a lot yeah I think contrary to popular belief this is that's the only reason I do this you know it's because I enjoy like it sounds weird but I enjoy seeing um people go through that transformation I love getting people to the point where, you know, you've just told me you're going to take a seven week holiday. You know, I remember my first seven week holiday and having a business that I had at that point continue on running. And it's just so exciting to see that not only have you let us in and, and like I feel like we know our clients really, I don't know if intimately, is that the right word? Well, really well. Really well. Sorry. Yeah. Really well. <laughs> I, I know what I mean. I feel like it's, I feel like there's intimate and there's really well. And I feel like it's more than really well. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But I like, I love that. You know, we went to a client's wedding this year. You know, clients message me uh, and tell me when they're getting, uh, they're having a baby. And I'll be like, oh, cool. And they're like, yeah, we haven't even told our parents yet. And like, for me, I love that. I love that we get to that level with our clients where, you know, they, they can talk to us about those things and, you know, cause then we can help them get through all the challenges that they're faced with. So um, yeah, you're thank right you to you guys as well for always being honest and open and, you know. I, I want to actually, because we talk about your books, right? And I know like we had a lot of like months where it's like, oh my God, it's the bank account. Like, it's so tight. Cash flow's tight. Cash, cash flow's tight. Last few times we caught up, you're like, we're on top of our, on our bills. Like we're on top of it. We know exactly when it's coming. It's like we're feeling so much better. It's less stress. We're forecasting, looking ahead um, and we know what to do. And for me, every time I jump on now, I'm like, yeah, like something has changed and you are able to keep that mm-hmm. consistency to take that pressure off. And even though when it was tight, you always made it work. Like you always made it work. Um, but I feel like now you're moving away from that. Let's not have it that stressful. Let's make it a bit easier. And you're doing that really well. Thank you. Yeah, no, cheers. It's, um, yeah, like, I don't know, I kind of feel like I know what I'm doing a little bit now. So that's like yeah. part, of the, like it partly helps, you know, when you sort of know what you're doing. But those, those first initial ones, like you say, like our cash flow has been terrible for a long, long time. And then it's only been, you know, what, in the last maybe four months or so that it's like we've started to figure out how everything's working and now it's all like, yeah, well-oiled machine. And it's because you put in place those systems. You put in place those processes. You know, you might only be seeing the, the, the yield now for the last four months, but, you know, for the four months before that, you were really working on building. It's like, it's like a, a farm, you know. You were planting the seeds then. You were getting everything ready and then four months later, you're finally seeing, you know, the crops with the fruit and everything on them. Exactly. Great analogy. Yeah. Look at that. The farm. It's got a good record. I reckon, I don't, like, I don't want to put anything out there, but I reckon 25 to 30 years from today, you two sitting on a farm, little porch, you know, some whippersnappers running around maybe, Lots a couple of cats, of cats um, tin roof and acres of farmland. I reckon that'll be you. Rebecca's 36 cats to roam free. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sounds like a pretty uh, pretty promising future, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. New goal. All right, guys. <laughs> loved having you on. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Till next time. It was a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. <laughs>